thank God for all of those that are serving on duty on this morning. He came in this morning and saw smiles and got handshakes and hugs. And we just thank God for all, amen, of those that are serving on duty. Those that had children, you were able to drop them off in children's church. Amen. And we thank God for that on this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for our guests that are in the house of faith this morning. Realize that you could have been somewhere else, but we're honored to have you in this house this morning. Amen. God is good. Amen. Go ahead and grab your Bibles. We're going to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. Going to land at the 22nd through the 24th verse this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We honor him this morning. Amen. I'm going to read this out of the Good News Translation, if that's okay, this morning. It's got a word in it that I want to pull out of there. It reads, among the weak in faith, I became weak like one of them. In order to win them, so I became all things to all people, that I may serve some of them by whatever means possible. All this I do for the gospel's sake, in order to share in its blessings. Surely you know that many runners take part in a race. But only one of them wins the prize. Run then in such a way as to win the prize. This morning I want to start a new series and I, I, I have entitled it, All I Do is Win. All I Do is Win. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for watching over us and protecting us through seen and unseen danger. Thank you for bringing us through the storms, literally, and the storms of life. And Father, we thank you for bringing us to this place this day. This is what you have ordained before time, that we would be in this place this day hearing this word among these, your people. So we thank you for that this morning. And God, as we are here, not out of form or fashion, but we are here to be empowered in our inward man. We are here that we may hear your word, that it may direct us, lead, guide us, encourage us, empower us, that we may forever be everything that you called us to be. So God, have your way in this place. Holy Spirit, sit down in this place. Minister to the hearts of your people. I pray that David may decrease, that you may increase. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I bless your holy name on today. This is, I'm praying, Jesus' name. Amen. As you take your seats, look at two or three people and tell them, all I do is win. 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 It's win. <laughs> All I do is win. 
It's that time of year that men all across the world have been waiting for. It's that time of year that men spend hours in front of that square thing that we call the television. It's that time of year where wives' conversations get drowned out by the cheering of the crowd or the hit or the sound of the hits on the gridiron. Yes, it's men. It's football season. Yeah, it's football season. Football season. And whether it's college football or, our nat- or the National uh, Football League, understand one thing holds true, that every team is after winning. I don't think that there's a team that comes to the gridiron. I don't think there's a team that has practiced, has gone through preseason, uh, hoping to get on the field and lose. Everybody is after a win. Those in college are after the the national championship. Those professionals in the NFL understand they want to hold that uh, Vince Lombardi trophy at the end of the season because it signifies that you have gone through a season and that, yeah, you have won. Well, just like those teams, their mission is to win. And our mission, understand, as individuals and as a corporate body is to win. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't get saved to lose. I'm, I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm the only one. I, 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 I didn't give uh, up things in life to lose. No, no, no. If I wanted to... to to lose, I, I, I would have stayed out there in the world. I, I, I would have still been involved in some things because they, 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 they ultimately lead to losses. But I came into the kingdom of God to win. And as a church, understanding we are a corporate body and God has assembled us. He's positioned us. He's called us. He's chosen us. He's chosen us to win. Yeah, so as God's team, we've been called to win the world and introduce them to the captain of the winning team. Yeah, the captain of the the winning team. I I, I mean, coaches are critical to winning. They are critical to success. And as Christians understand, our coach, yeah, is critical. Yeah, because, I I, I mean, after all, he's never lost a a battle. (laughs) Uh, yeah, after all, all the challenges that have come up against him, understand, he has been victorious. Yeah, I, I, I like to follow winners. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there about my cowboys, but I, 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 I like to follow winners. I, I, you know, sometimes there are challenges there, but, but I, I like to follow winners because when you follow winners you ultimately end up winning. And we're living in a world that needs uh, some winners. Yeah, we're living in a world that, understand, needs to be introduced to Jesus. 
needs to be introduced to our Lord and Savior, our, our, our coach, the one that has never lost a fight. I ran across some, some startling statistics. Uh, one was nearly four in ten adults worldwide say their lives have been affected to, to some degree by depression and anxiety. Yeah, according to the latest Welcome Global uh, Monitor study. So, so th there are people that, that need to, to overcome some things. They, they need to be victorious when they deal with their emotions. They, they, they need to, to overcome the challenges of, of, of life and, and things that would ultimately destroy them. Yeah, so they, they need, they need, they need, yeah, a winner. Yeah. Matter of fact, another statistic said 46% of parents say their teens have, have shown signs of a new and worsening mental health condition since uh, the start of the pandemic in 2020. Yeah. Our children need to win. Yeah, they're, they're, they're facing challenges and struggles that many of us may have never had to deal with and the enemy is out to destroy them. So we as parents should want them to win. We as a church should want them to win. As adults, we should want them to win, to, to persevere past some of the very challenges that we faced. Yeah, statistics said 22 million people suffer from active substance uh, use disorder. 45 million people are directly impacted by addictions. Said one in three households suffer from and are exposed or are otherwise impacted by addictions. And just think, maybe, maybe somebody you know, maybe some family member, maybe somebody uh, 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 in your workplace uh, that sits across from you in a cubicle, maybe somebody in your neighborhood, maybe somebody that you have encountered or passed in the grocery store in Walmart, maybe they fit into one or more of these categories. Well, we've been called to make a difference in the lives of those to whom we come in contact with. Yeah, we, we've been called together to win in the lives, in, in, to win the lives of those who are in the world that are in need. Yeah, I, I was in need one day. I, 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 I was going through some things and because somebody else was winning, because somebody else shared uh, 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 this winner, because somebody else uh, 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 cared about me so much that they would take the time uh, to share with me. Today I can, I can win because somebody took the time yeah, to share with me. Yeah, Jesus makes it clear as he prepares to leave and go to, to heaven. Uh, I mean, look at what he says uh, in Matthew 28 and 19 through 20. He, he tells us, therefore, go and make the disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I command you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Yeah, he tells us. Uh, three or four critical things. Matter of fact, the message translation says, go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, 
in this way of life. What way of life? The way of life that you now live. The way of life that you now have embraced. He says, I need you to go out and I need you to train everyone you meet far near in this way of life. Marking them by baptism in the threefold name, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. Yeah, what God has commanded us, we are called to share it with others. So Jesus says that we have a responsibility as believers. Yeah, as the called out, as the chosen ones. Understand, we have a responsibility. He says we have a responsibility to go. We have a responsibility to train and to mark and to instruct those to whom we come in contact with. Yeah. And he didn't just tell us to go without power. Because the Bible tells us in Acts 1 and 8 that he has given us power. That after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that, that you shall uh, be endowed with power to, to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, into the ends of the earth. Everywhere you go, understand, you've been given the power to make a difference. Yeah, the power to bring change, the to, to power to uproot and tear down what the enemy, yeah, yeah, what the enemy is doing. Yeah, and see, the enemy is doing everything he can in his power to stop people from experiencing a winning life in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I know what I said in Jesus Christ because the truth of the matter is the, 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 the way that we win is having a life in Christ. Yeah, all of us, uh, yeah, okay, can probably attest that when we were in the world, we, we thought we were winning. We thought we were ahead. We, we thought that we were getting ahead. We thought that we were truly accomplishing things. But ultimately, somewhere down the line, we faced some challenges that only God could bring us through. Yeah, because he likes to show us who's in charge. Yeah, he likes to show us, yeah, that, that, that we can't do anything without him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so he, he, he shows us this. And then uh, we have to live in such a way. Yeah, we have to live in such a way. Uh, I mean, if we're going to be the church, if we're going to help win souls for Jesus Christ, then we have to live in such a way that impacts the lives of others. Because as individuals and as a church, we have been given power to win. Somebody say win. win. We've been given power to, to win, to, 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 to overcome, to achieve, to advance, to, to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath. Uh, understand, we've been given the power to win. <laughs> to win. Yeah, our, our mission as a church is uh, to love, reach, and to grow people. Yeah, and that's how we carry out our vision. That's how we carry out our vision, by loving and by, by, by reaching and, and, and by helping people to grow. But ultimately, our vision is to impact our community uh, and the world by transforming lives for Jesus Christ. Yeah, God has given us an assignment to win. Ah, uh, yeah. He, he's given us an assignment as a church. He's given us assignment as individuals. So this is our vision. And this is the reason that Christ has brought us all together. Yeah, you're here this morning to be on the winning team. Yeah, God has brought you out of your uh, situation and out, out of your struggles in, in, in order to bring you into a, a winning team. 
uh, in order uh, that uh, in the midst of everything that you're going through in life, that, that you can be a winner, that you can be uh, an overcomer, that you can be uh, or that you can achieve some of the things that only you can achieve by bringing you out and placing you into, yeah, the winning team. Yeah, yeah. For us to be successful in, uh, in that, understand, we, we need to be people who are winning daily and not just on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like daily wins. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't just want to show up on Sunday and, 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 and look good and, and have a smile uh, uh, and praise God and then uh, dread to go back through Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. No, I want to win every day. Anybody want to win every day? Every day, every day, yeah, yes, not just on Sunday. So, so when people uh, see us winning daily, it becomes contagious. Yeah, yeah, I accepted Christ because I saw somebody winning. I, I saw somebody overcoming the challenges and struggles and trials of life. I, I, I saw them overcoming. I, I, I saw them they, I understand that they, they, they experienced pain, but they overcame. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was contagious. Contagious, and our goal as a church is to help every uh, is to help each and every individual win, yeah, uh, win. So in turn, that they can help win somebody else. Can I suggest to you this morning that that's why we have marriage groups. That's why we have uh, our youth groups. That's why we have our, our singles groups. That's why uh, we have uh, financial peace. That's why we have women's groups, men's groups. That's why we have Bible study because our desire is to get people from one place to the next. Yeah, to get them from a losing battle to a winning battle. To, to allow them to overcome the struggles and trials of life. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, can I suggest to you that most of our attacks in life from the enemy is to get us discouraged about our walk with Christ? Uh, yeah, he wants us discouraged because understand when we are discouraged, it helps discourage somebody else. Yeah, I, I mean, when you're talking about you saved and you are five baptized and you go to church and you speak in tongues and, and all these things, but yet you're losing in life's battle, understand what does that say about the team that you own? What, what does that say about the God that you serve? If people see you losing, they say, well, I might as well stay out here in this world. But, but when you are winning, when you are overcoming, when they see you, uh, they, though you may have tears, though they may know your situation understand but yet you're winning uh, yeah I, I want to be connected to uh, yeah the winning team I want to be connected to that person that's winning so how do we win how do we win how do we win yeah we win by living out biblical values that will equip us to have a winning life. Yeah, you got to have some values. Yeah, you got to have some stuff that you're doing, stuff that you're using in order to be victorious. And, I, and as our church, understand, we have seven values that help us to win. Seven, seven, somebody say seven. 
Yeah, seven values. Look at them. We seven values. Uh, as a church, understand we 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 have a value, and one of our values is love, it's truth, it's service, it's generosity, it's excellence, it's diversity, it's youth development. Understand, God has called and He's assembled us uh, to be winners, and He's given us ways in which uh, that we can 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 uh, exemplify this 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 winning uh, attitude, this winning mindset, this winning characteristics. He's given us ways in order to do that. This morning, I I, want to deal with the first one. I want to deal with love. Yeah, because the truth of the matter, who who was that? (laughs) Uh, What does love have to do with it? (laughs) Yeah, the truth of the matter is it's got everything to do with it. Yeah, love has everything to do with it. Winners understand, understand how to love. Yeah, you understand how to love. Love. Somebody say love. love. Yeah, so we, we so when we love God and when we love people, understand we live out God's purpose for our life. Huh. So we also experience the winning life God has desired for each and every one of us when we exhibit yeah, this particular uh, characteristic when, when, when we love. And this is the first uh, to building a kingdom culture. And the first to winning the world to Jesus. Because I suggest that people want to know whether you love them or not. Yeah, whether you can love them when they don't look like you. Whether you can love them when they don't smell like you. Yeah, when they're not at your level, can you still love them? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to work this a little bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, look at, look at what Jesus says. Jesus says in Matthew 22 and 37 and 38, understand, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Yeah, this wasn't a disciple that said this. Understand, this is Jesus. Yeah, this is Jesus. You know, uh, if you got, I know we don't carry Bibles anymore, but, you know, it's in red, yeah, in a Bible. Yeah, 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 because Jesus is speaking. When Jesus says something, it's critical that we pay attention. Jesus here replies, understand, Jesus here is being tested by an expert in the religious law. The Pharisees, understand, they classified over 600 laws, yeah, and they tried to distinguish which one was the greatest. Yeah, which, which one can I, can, I, can, I, can I do? Which one can I put to the top? Which, which, which one is better than the other one? You know, I, I can keep that one and don't have to worry about this one because, you know, it's down the bottom of the list. But, but understand, Jesus here is making, uh, yeah, he's letting them know that the first and greatest was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And Jesus really here is referring back to the Old Testament in Deuteronomy because he mentions this. Uh, matter of fact, Deuteronomy 6 and 5, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. In other words, he's saying with every ounce of energy you have, understand you are to love God. Uh, yeah, that you ought to give everything, uh, 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 every exhausted energy into pleasing him, into glorifying him, and to make sure that he feels that he feels special. Yeah, he feels special. I, I know every husband wants their wife to feel special. Yeah, because she's the love of your life. Well, understand, Jesus has that expectation too. 
that as we are believers and we are his children, that we have been called out of a world of sin, that he, there's an expectation that uh, we embrace him with this type of love. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what we were created to do. You and I were created to love God. Yeah. We were created to, to, to love him. He, he birthed us. He, he, he fashioned us so that we could love him. Uh, yeah, that we could love him. I mean, how we love God shapes everything we do. Uh, let me say that again. How we love God shapes everything that we do. It shapes everything because when we are seeking other things, it's showing God that we really don't love him. If we're not putting him first, if we, 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 and he tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto us. He, he says, he says, when you seek me, he said, I'll give you everything else. He said, don't love that, but love me because I'm the supplier of those things. And see, the more, the more, the more that I know about my wife, the easier it is to love her. 34 years, I mean, you, you continue to know an individual. You continue to learn an individual. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and even more so when it comes to God, the, the, the more that we know about him, the easier it is to love him. Uh, I mean, we often measure our love for a person based on what they do, yeah, and how they make us feel. Uh, I, I, I mean, it just stirs up something on the inside. Well, well, I, I want you to think about what Christ has done for you. I, I want you to think about how he has made you feel. I, 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 I want you to think about the, the midnight hours that you cried. I want you to think about the trouble and trials that you've gone through in life, but yet he's shown up every time. Oh, uh, yeah, he's showing us, he's showing us that, 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 that type of love because uh, there, there's no one that can do the things that God has done for you. I mean, there's no one that can make you feel uh, like Christ can make you feel. I wish I had a witness in the building. Uh, I, I, I mean, there's no one that can do the things. Uh, I, I mean, he's opened doors. Uh, he's closed doors. He's made a way. He's healed my body. He, he, he supplied my needs. Uh, I, I mean, and understand God, God is the only one that can really do those things. Uh, I, I mean, mama did some things. She, she, uh, daddy did some things. My wife can do some things. But the truth of the matter is, God, 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 God can do exceedingly abundantly above that that we can ask or, or think. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, God, God. And what I like about him, he didn't wait. Yeah, he didn't wait on us to show him love. Uh, he didn't wait on us. Uh, matter of fact, the Bible said that he loved us first. Uh, it says we love because he first loved us. Uh, I, I mean, he loved us first in spite of what he knew we would do. Uh, I wish I had some witnesses here. If you knew that they would hate you, if you knew that they would scandalize your name, if you knew that they wouldn't give you the money that you loaned them, y'all ain't going to help me back. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you knew all those things, y'all, you probably wouldn't love them. If you knew that they were going to talk behind your back, if you knew, glory to God, that they were going to put you down, you probably wouldn't love them, but cry. 
Christ, uh, knowing our end from our beginning, knowing, glory to God, that we, would, we, 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 we wouldn't be so good, <laughs> uh, knowing uh, that we were sin on every turn, knowing, glory to God, that sometimes we wouldn't praise him, but we would praise everything else. He knew that, but yet he loved us. I wish I had somebody that was glad about that this morning. Glory to God that he still loves you in spite of your hang-ups. Uh, maybe I'm the only one that got some hang-ups. Maybe I'm the only one that got some problems. Maybe I'm the only one that got some circumstances and situations. You may not know about it, but there's a God that knows about it. He knows, glory to God. Yeah, I got some problems. He knows that I got some issues, but guess what? He still loved me. Woke me up this morning because he loved me. Food on my table because he loved me. Clothes on my back because he loved me. I got in my, in my, in my right mind because he loved me. Anybody glad that Jesus loves you in spite of uh, somebody, ought to, somebody ought to take 30 seconds to just praise God for the fact that he loved you you didn't dot every eye you didn't cross every T but he loved you uh, yeah, you didn't praise him last week when he told you to but he loved you uh, you didn't deserve to be here because the Bible said the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life because of that glory to God because of that type of love Oh, my God, my God. I thank God for that type of love. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I might mess up next week, but he's still going to love me. Uh, I, yeah, I might miss doing something, but he's still going to love me. Yeah, you're going to run out. You're going to reject me, but he's going to love me. He said he'll never leave me, neither forsake me. He said he'll be a present help in the time of trouble. And I'm so glad about that type of love this morning. Yeah, because somebody said they love you, but look around, they gone. Somebody said they love you, huh? huh? But you can't find them now. Somebody said they love you and said they're going to walk with you. But where are they now? But God is right there with you. Anybody glad about that this morning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to go, got to go. But we know that he loves us. But let me ask your question this morning. Where is God on your list of things to love? We know we at the top of his list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know we at the top of his list because we were created in his image and likeness. He said, I love you so much that I'm going to make you like me. He said, I'm going to love you so much that I'm going to give you power to have dominion over everything. <sighs> he said, I'm going to share the same power that I got with you because I love you. Uh -huh. Yeah, but where, 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 where is he on our list? Yeah, do you love your spouse more than you love God? Do you love your children more than you love God? Yeah, do, 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 do you love the job or that career more? Then you love God. Yeah, do, do you love that money <laughs> more than you do God? Yeah, do, do, do you love yourself more than you do God? <sighs> I'm just asking some questions this morning. Yeah. Where does he come on your list of things or people to love? Yeah. Because when God is your first love, so you can't help but win. Mm, you can't help but win. Yeah, the world needs to see that God is 
your first love. Yeah, this is the problem that he had with the church of Ephesus. Revelations 2. Yeah, Revelations 2. Yeah, he had an issue with them. Seven, somewhere down in there. He, he had an issue with them. He said they, they were doing everything, but they had lost something. He said, you, you, you lost your first love. Hmm. Don't lose your first love. Hmm. I, I, I know you were excited when you first got saved. You were excited when he, he, he saved you and brought you out of the world of sin. You, you were excited when he healed your body, when he done those little things that you desire for him to do. Because God does that. When we, when we initially get saved, you know, we'll pray for some stuff and boom, 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 boom. There it is. My God. Quick and in a hurry. Yeah, but because he's, he's warning you, he's showing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you know you did this. You know we did this. Yeah, when, when, when you were dating her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were opening the door. Yeah, when, when, when you were dating her, you, you know, your, your flowers would show up, you know, on the job. You know, when you, you, know you, 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 you go out to eat more often. You know, you, 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 you buy a gift. You know, it, it wouldn't have to be anything special. Yeah, but now. Yeah, I ain't even gonna mess with that. Yeah, that's marriage class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you don't open it. Well, yeah, I ain't, I ain't even going there. Uh, yeah, but not only do <laughs> not only do not only does the world need to see that we love God first, but can I suggest to you this morning that the world needs to feel this type of love. I, I mean, this is what Jesus said in John 15 and, and 12. He says, my commandment is this, love each other as I have loved you. And see, as a church, we are committed to love and accept people where they are. <laughs> and that's been a fault of the church for years. Because we want people to be just like us when they come in. But the truth of the matter, that's not going to happen. I mean, if everybody is well at the hospital, then what need is the hospital? Uh, this is a hospital for, 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 for jacked up folks. Y'all ain't going to help me. Yeah, I mean, all of us were jacked up now. We, all of us had certain different issues. Yeah, truth of the matter, we still got some issues. Yeah, so that's why we're healed. I, I, I didn't come here because I'm perfect. No, I, I come here. I come here because I need God. Yeah, you, you stay out of church long enough, you know you're not perfect. <laughs> uh, you stop reading that word, you know you're not perfect. Yeah, stop fasting, you know you're not perfect. Yeah, Paul said, "There's no good thing found in my flesh." When I went to do good, evil was also present with me. Yeah, the, the old David is still there. Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me. Yeah, yeah. The old you is still there. Yeah, it's just being suppressed by the Holy Spirit. That's why he said walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Yeah, because if you, if you, if you stay out long enough, the flesh going to let you know I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. 
Uh-uh, but I thank God for the Spirit. Woo! My, anybody thank God for the Spirit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all, somebody, somebody had some thoughts last week. <laughs> yeah, but you prayed. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I, I just want to talk to some real people. <laughs> but the church, church, church is supposed to be a place that we can accept people where they are. Where they are. I'm talking about winning. Yeah, yeah, where they are. I mean, that's important because it's easy to love people when they are at the level that you expect them to be at. Yeah, it's easy to, to love them when they act like you. When they uh, 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 talk like you, when, when, when they look like you, but when they got the same level of education as you. Yeah, but what if they don't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are we still going to express the same love that Christ expressed unto us? We still got to love them where they are because it's that love that's going to make a difference. Ah, uh, yeah. See, see, God has no respect of a person when it comes to, to, to loving us, and, and we shouldn't either. I, I mean, and Jesus tells us something critical in, in John 13 and 35. He says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. He, he, he says, when you love, or, or matter of fact, he says, if, because he knows the challenge is there. He, he knows that the if has to be put there because uh, 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 if we're not careful, we, we won't do it. So he says, if, if, you, if you love one another, he says, it'll be a reflection that you are my disciples, that I have called you, that I have chosen you. He says, the same love that I poured out to you, you need to pour out to others. And see, it's a love that has to, to flow out. It just can't be held in. It just can't be hidden. Because the natural man can't discern the spiritual things. So therefore, the natural man is looking. He's observing. The way that he comprehends things is by what he sees. So that type of love has to be shown by us as believers because we can say that we are Christ's disciples, but the world want to see whether we are Christ's disciples. Uh, I mean, we, we, read, we, we, we read Matthew 22 and, and 37, 39, but look at 39 and 40. He says, and the second is like it. Well, let me go back. He says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And then he says, and the second is like it. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. The Bible uh, is filled with 66 books 66 books many commandments but he says that two things are critical 
He says all these 66 books hinge on two things. He says all that the prophets have commanded, he says they hinge on two things. They hinge on our loving God, which is our vertical relationship, but it also hinges on our horizontal relationship. How we love and how we treat one another. How can we love God who we never see? Hmm. He says, I need you to show love. He says, not only to me, because I know you're going to love me because, you know, I'm going to break you off some things every now and then. I know you're going to love me because you're going to read about all that I did for you. He said, but I, I need you to share that same love with one another. Can I suggest that that's one issue with the wrong with the church today? Is, is that we, 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 we love God. <laughs> we, we, we embrace God. We shout about God. Uh, uh, but we're not loving one another. We're not embracing one another. Uh, yeah, you, you know, they got some issues. Uh, you know, uh, uh, they don't act like they ought to act. Uh, you, you, you know how critical we are. Uh, y'all ain't uh, but, 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 but love, loving others it involves several things. Look, look at this. First, it involves uh, loving those who won't love you back. <laughs> loving those who, who, who will not love you back who are not going to love you back. Everybody is not going to love you back. You're going to share, you're going to give, but they're not going to love you back. I mean, Luke 6 and 32 says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? He says, even the sinners love those who love them. Everybody loves somebody that loves them. It's easy to love somebody that's going to give you a gift. You're going to give them a gift and they're going to give you back one. Ooh, I love you. I'm going to treat you good and you, you, you're going to treat me good. I, I'm going to love you. But what about that person hmm. that you give out? A person that you help along the way. But's not going to love you back. Think about. Uh, think about Jesus. Think about all the love that he gave. But yet they hung him up high and stretched him wide. Look at what he did. Look, 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 look at opening the. I, I wonder. <laughs> Oh, I, I could really go. Uh, and God didn't say it was going to be easy. He didn't say this thing was going to be easy. He didn't tell us that, you know, loving people was going to be easy. Matter of fact, he, he exemplified just how difficult it was going to be in his illustration in life. Yes. That even the church folks that should have embraced Jesus criticized him and rejected him. Second thing is, is that love others, loving others involves forgiving others. I mean, this is what Paul said 
uh, in Ephesians 4 and 32, says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Paul tells the Colossians in Colossians 3 and 13, he says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And see, when we think about what somebody has done unto us, we ought to think about what we did to Christ. Because that'll keep you humble. That'll keep you forgiving folks. That'll keep extending love because truth of the matter is, is that none of us deserve to be here. All of us, understand, did some things that were contrary against God, but yet he forgave us. And yet he continues to forgive us. Woo! Mm. Yeah, he's yet forgiving us. Matter of fact, Micah 7 and 19 <laughs> says, you will again have compassion on us. You will tread, tread, tread our sins underfoot. That's where we get that, you know, he'll throw it in the sea of forgetfulness and, and dead. That's not the scripture, but this is the text that kind of validates uh, that saying that we often say. How, because truth of the matter is, is that God has a way of forgiving us and forgetting about it. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that he has forgotten about some things that I did. I'm so glad that I, 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 he doesn't have to keep bringing that stuff up every time that I falter. You know how we do. Yeah, we say we forgive somebody, but then uh, we bring up what they did two years ago or five years ago that hurt us. Yeah, we, we, we really didn't forget about it. We really didn't forgive them because we are yet regurgitating it. But Christ never regurgitates the things that we have done uh, against him. Now, he wipes the slate clean. Woo! I, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad this morning that my slate is clean. Ah, I got to go my time. Third thing is, it, it, it involves thinking more highly of others than yourself. And I want to suggest, this, this is where I really want to bring in our text this morning, because, because this is what, uh, uh, this is what, the, the, the text is really reiterating to us as, as, as Paul begins to talk about running a race. He says, I became weak for those that are weak. He says, I, 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 I put away what I could have done because Paul, I, I, I understand, he, he, he came up in the church he, uh, of the Jewish law. I understand there were particular things that he could have kept, but understand, he was called to minister to the Gentiles as well. So when he had to minister to them, he couldn't bring about all those Jewish things. Yeah. You know, now that you're saved, yeah, you, you, you just can't go to the family reunion and, 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 and beat up Uncle Bob. Now, now that you save and, and the, the, the friends that you grew up with, you know, you, you can't go back there now, you know, you know, and just put your foot on their neck. Now, Paul understood that he had to come down sometimes, that he had to come to their level. It does not mean that he did what they did. He, he never compromised moral standards. He, 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 he never uh, agreed with them morally when it was wrong. He never sinned in order to do that. But he knew how to come down to their level in order to meet them at their need. He's showing us the power. 
power of thinking more highly of somebody else than ourselves. Yeah. I mean, this is what he tells Philippians, the Philippians in 2 and 3 and 4, and I'm just about done. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambitions or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking uh, to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. What would the church look like? What would our lives look like if we look to the interests of others instead of ourselves? Look, what would our society look like? What would our community look like Like if we cared about others more than we cared about ourselves? Because God promised that he would take care of us. He proves it in his word that, that, that every time we extend ourselves, Job understood when he prayed for his friends, that's when his life turned around because he had a desire for somebody else. Can I suggest that that needs to be the heartbeat of the church today? Is that we need to have a heartbeat for others? That we need to care about other situations and, and, and what others are going through? And when we care about that, then, then, then God uh, will, will, uh, extends uh, our win uh, through us to order, in order for them to win, in order for them to come out of the situation that they're in? I mean, when we think about others, it allows the love of God. And I'm, 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 I'm finished. It allows the love of God to flow through us. Because love draws. Many of us are here this morning because love drew us. Somebody took the time. Somebody shared. Somebody uh, uh, volunteered their time. Somebody volunteered their effort. Somebody uh, put us before themselves. And that love drew us into a relationship with Christ. So many of us can attest to that. And it is that same love that Christ expects for us to give back. I mean, this is the found, first foundational value. Everything else is built on this value. Every life group we have here is built on love. Every event should be built around love. Every worship experience should be built around love about bringing people into a closer relationship with God, the lover of their soul, the lifter of their head, the God that is able to bless them in spite of circumstances and situations. Woo. Can, I tell you, can I suggest that that's what the church is truly called to do? It's called to be the light of the world. It, 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 it's called to, 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 to be God's instrument in the earth. And when we love him, First and foremost, that same love will be in us to help share with somebody else. Who in your life needs that love? Who'd you meet last week that needs that love? Who's on your workplace that needs that love? Who's in your community that needs that love? Who's in your family that needs that love? Yeah, can I suggest that we all have people that God has placed in our life that need that love spread abroad because they need to win. They're tired of losing, tired of being defeated, tired of not being able to come, overcome that situation or this situation. They want to win just like each and every one of us. We wanted to win. That's why we came to Christ because we, we wanted to win. 
We got tired of being defeated, tired of the enemy whooping up on us. And just like you, somebody else is tired too. And I believe that in this season, God is calling his church. God is calling his church to, 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 to win, to, to be in a position to, to help others. To be in a position in, in the midst of all that is going on around us. People need to know that they can still win in what they're going through. Yeah, it's difficult, but you can win. It's challenging, but yet you can win. I know the odds are against you, but truth of the matter that you can win. You're in the best place that you can be when the odds are against you because that's when God shows up. Can I get a witness in the building? <sighs> so we're, we're, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on this series. We're going to look at our, our values as a church. Because I believe that in this last quarter that God wants to do some incredible things. I, I know we're preparing for a new facility, but I, I, I believe God is preparing people for that new facility. And he's got to prepare our hearts and he's got to prepare our minds to, to understand that, that, that we have an obligation to share love. We got an obligation to be generous. We got an obligation to, to reach. We got an obligation to, to help others overcome what they're dealing with. And it is that that's going to fill seats. <laughs> it is that love being shared. Not gimmicks, but love. I, I believe that people are tired of gimmicks. That people want truth. That, 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 that people want something that's going to stick with them. Something that's going to help them truly overcome. So the church has to stand up and be the church. The first church gave us a great example of multiplication of what it takes to, to grow, what it takes to help people. The Bible talks about how it, it, it increased 120 to 3,000, 5,000. I, I mean, these people were going from house to house. They were sharing. They, they, they were breaking bread. They were loving people. They had came into a greater experience of God. Oh, and I, I, I want to, we got to kindle the fire. Yeah, I know COVID has, has, has got us, some of us worn out. Trials have got some of us worn out. But truth of the matter is we need to stir up what God has put in us. Rekindle it. Because somebody is depending on it. Come on and rest on your feet on this morning. Maybe there's somebody up under the sound of my voice this morning that you, you're tired of.